Nick and Corey in the morning with Max and Alex. Good morning. Welcome to episode 33 of the Nick and Corey in the morning podcast. Here with me, as always, is Corey. Yo. And with us is Alex. Hello. And with us is myself. And then with us is Max. How do you do? Uh, for Thor Love and Thunder, we got the full full team back. As promised, uh, does anyone want to talk about anything real quick? Anything specific? Any stories? Just anyone Anyone want to talk? No? No. Alright. I don't think so. We all saw Thor Love and Thunder this weekend. And, uh, Corey, you can do the debrief, and I'm going to eat the Starburst. Alright. Um, so yeah, Thor Love and Thunder picks up right after Endgame. We have Thor with the Guardians. He splits off and goes on an adventure trying to save all the gods from gore. Um, runs into Natalie Portman, who plays the mighty Thor, and finds out about her little secret. And that's it. I don't really know how else to phrase the plot without giving anything away. Do you want to do our quarterback thing real quick? We could. We'll do our quarterback Max, you... thing and then go into non-spoilers and then into spoilers. Sure. D- do you know what we're talking about, Max? No. I don't think so. I we, uh, for Lightyear and then also um, the Black Phone, we did this thing where we compare the movie to a quarterback in the league. It doesn't have to be, like, active, but it's just, like, whatever quarterback we think suits the movie the best. So if it's, like, the best quarterback, it'd be, like... I don't know, Aaron Rodgers, no. Um, something like that. No, you don't you know have to have that. You just well, have to I, have a reasoning for like why you chose that person in general. I, um, I can do that. All right. Um, well, I know like maybe three quarterbacks. So. <laughs> See, yeah. I, I didn't think about that. I'm sorry. That was something that I was like, you know, just what – as long as your rationale makes sense, then it, it doesn't really matter. We're not we're not going to be that deep about it. We're not going to ask. Like, this is just like for a fun thing. Well, can it be past ones? Yes. Yes. All right. Um, I did Eli Mike Manning. Okay. Eli Manning, the Giants, and uh, Thor's a giant character in the MCU. <laughs> okay. Who'd you say? He said Eli, Eli Manning. Manning. Oh. <laughs> I actually... I don't hate that pick. I don't like your rationale, but I don't hate the pick. Oh, oh but it made sense, no. though. I love the rationale, actually. That's my favorite part. Uh, Alex, do you want to go? No. I'll go last. Okay. Drew Locke. Because Jeez. I want it to be so good, and I know <laughs> it can be so good. But it just isn't. It just straight up mm. sucks. But I want it to be good, and I know it could be good, but it isn't. Sorry, Seattle. Dude, I... Did you see that he got clowned on by the U.S. Open? I did. That's a dub that for was... tennis. That is super that was... funny. That was a tennis dub. Um, what happened man. to that? So... There's the U.S. Open posted like a, a tennis clip that was pretty impressive, and a, a Seahawks fan 
messaged them and said like tennis isn't a sport or something like that mm-hmm. and then the official u.s open twitter responded saying imagine all this talk when your next quarterback is going to be drew Locke," oh. <laughs> and just just flaming this one seahawks fan and also inadvertently flaming drew Locke. Yeah, he yeah. got it the worst yeah. yeah he did he did get it pretty bad um he didn't even ask for it no I'm a, I'm all stumped. I don't know what to put for this one. Um, hmm. You know what? I'll go with Kyler Murray, and my reasoning is because on paper, on paper, it's great. On paper, he's fantastic. But then when you watch him play for more than thirty minutes, you are baffled by what's happening. I don't hate that. Uh, I was surprised such a high-regarded quarterback to come out of your mouth, but I don't hate that. He has a lot of talent. Someone that I think could have, or it still has potential, you know. But based off what I've seen, not wowing. He can be great, just not wowing. Alex is going to say Jimmy Garoppolo. Or no. Mac Jones, or Jared uh, Stidham, or no. Jimmy G would have been great too. None, none of them. Fuck. Who um, is? I, uh, so I have two actually. Um, I have one current and one past player. Um, the current player is Ryan Tannehill because it's just mid. That's it's just mid, and the <laughs> past player is Philip Rivers because it has a shocking amount of children in it. I don't hate that at all. That was that was a good play, Alex. <laughs> I'll give you a gold star for that. Thanks. So, um, yeah, that's good. There you go. Those are the two quarterbacks. I, All right. I approve this message. Kyle Schwarber home run. Anyway, um, non-spoilers. We can all take turns giving our our thoughts without spoiling anything. Max, mm. no spoilers. Uh, Alex, do you want to start since we made you go last just now? Um. Okay, no spoiler talk. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a. I think this is the first Marvel movie in a long time where I've said that it needed to be longer. Um, I think a lot of stuff was not fleshed out as well as it could have been. The villain wasn't fleshed out. The relationship between the two main characters wasn't fleshed out. It's just a lot of stuff needed a lot more time, and I think they dove too far into the oh Ragnarok was funny and people liked it let's go even further into the comedy and most of it just didn't hit or it felt super out of place with the villain that we had that should have had a lot of a darker tone at certain points in the movie well said Corey there's actually there's a lot where I I agree in there Um, I think it's it has a definite tone issue and that's something that I can't like overlook watching the movie a lot of the jokes didn't land for me personally. I do think that the best part of the movie was Christian Bale's performance as Gore. It's just a shame that he was in the movie a shockingly little amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that there weren't so many plots going on at the same time. It felt like, like I wish it was more cohesive. Like one second you're here, next second you're there, and then it just it culminated in a big climactic action sequence at the end, which is like 
you know, you kind of expect that a little bit. Yeah. But I wish they had gone in a more streamlined way. I wish it wasn't just all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot of what both of you had said already, especially Alex saying that it needed to be longer. I agree. Um, Doctor Strange was about the same length, and I think that like pacing wise was really solid. But this, like, they're they're the the uh, the studios kind of going back to shorter movies because they've been um, pumping out some some longer films as of late. Eternals was three hours, and Spider Man was also three hours, and now we're back down to like hovering around two. And I think that works for most movies. Like, I don't think I think you can make a good movie two hours long you can also make a good movie three hours long this movie didn't work being two hours long like a lot of things didn't seem to get the attention that they needed um and a, a lot of the jokes were unfunny or hard to recognize as jokes even but i will say uh i i was entertained by a lot of the action um you had you had mentioned christian bale He's great. I, there's nothing more you can say. He's just a great actor. Everything he's been in, he's he's killed. He's been incredible. Terminator. Uh, I'm out of movies after that, but Terminator. Terminator Salvation, the one where he has his fucking meltdown on. Yeah. You want me to trash your fucking lights? Why are you trashing my set? Um, and one other thing I want to touch on. Uh, this is kind of a staple that they've been doing a lot, but. I think they used the music well, and I kind of like the idea of just having one artist be the, the, the soundtrack for the movie. I think it was different and unique, and I think it worked for this. Um, I don't love how they used Sweet Child of Mine in the movie, especially considering it was the song used in the trailer and all the commercials. But aside from that, I liked a lot how they incorporated different Guns N' Roses songs into the film to... to um, add an extra element to the scenes but that's kind of where my positives end so max you have the you have the stage yeah i agree with a lot of what everyone's saying the runtime was definitely too short um i read something before we started that said the original cut was four hours long what four i'm hours. so glad i was gonna bring this up if no one else did um but go off max it, it was four, four hours long and the movie's like on the shorter side too. It's like two hours and what? It, I don't even know. Twenty minutes maybe. No, I think it's like one fifty-eight. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll fact check that for you. It's really short, and um, well, I can't give away spoilers, but some people who were supposed to be in the movie, who aren't in the movie, are actually suing Marvel because they cut them out of it, um, which is crazy. So. I'm curious what? to see who that is because I have not heard that. So. I, have no uh, I, idea I, about this. I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm. I actually not. don't even know who it is. Um, I don't even know who the character was either. But um, yeah, suing Marvel because they cut them out. One fifty nine is the total runtime. That's pretty short too. It definitely could have been longer, and needed to be longer. I also agree with the humor. The humor was, I think. I think Ragnarok should have been its own separate Thor movie where that was the humorous one and that's how Thor was revitalized. And I'm not saying get rid of the humor in this one completely, but like there was just way too much. And I'll I think, agree that... Huh? I think after the failure of the other Thor movies, they were too scared to go back to a dark tone. Yeah. I think there, there's definitely a way to do both, though, 
like have Damn humor it. and have the good darker scenes and they they didn't do that well i think they actually ruined some scenes with humor that Absolutely. were supposed to be serious and it was really annoying or um, gets dumber with every movie that Thor, releases i mean yeah he does he, he was way dumber in this movie i don't think ragnarok necessarily made him that much dumber there were some scenes that did yeah they, they used humor at the expense of characters and at the expense of storytelling yeah which is my biggest complaint with the movie um things i liked though i liked uh natalie portman of course she was great <laughs> <laughs> um christian bell yeah he was good um the action was good the music was good like you said I don't know if I like them just sticking with one artist. I kind of like when they mix it up a bit, but I like Guns N' Roses and I like the music, so it was good. Um, so, yeah. I'm fine with them sticking with one artist. I just think it's... They were they didn't have an original score, which felt really out of place. Anytime music was used, it was always another artist's song. It wasn't like... I don't, like, Ragnarok used... Um, a lot Thor of music. songs, yeah, but there was like original scores that were also used for Ragnarok, and I think that was missing in this movie. You know the opening of Ragnarok where like um, Thor uh, he gets transported to Asgard, like as he's flying away from the dragon, and then it cuts to the scene. It's like plays the Thor theme. Yeah, like I I like that song, and they didn't yeah. even play it in this. Yeah, I also think um, this movie fails a lot of what they teach really early in filmmaking which is show don't tell this movie only tells you oh, a yeah. bunch of with cord yeah with cord with like there for a villain called the god butcher there's no butchering besides one god yeah um do you want to get in spoiler talk now yeah is your mic okay Corey? am i really like fucked up sounding yeah you're a little staticky i don't know what the the deal is, but I've been muting and unmuting my mic because I don't don't want you guys to hear it because I can hear it in my own headphones. And I don't know. I was trying to fix it, but maybe it's because we're on a different platform and whatnot. Is it and... going through the right output or input? I mean. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> That's worse. Did it sound it's like worse. you're holding your 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 microphone into one of those hurricane simulators at the mall? <laughs> Lovely stuff. No, you sound great now, actually. Yeah, you okay. Good. You know what? Maybe it's because we talked about it, and that's why it's working. Oh, so, sorry. just anyways, skip. Anyways, Corey's yeah. technical issues. We Into can, spoilers. We can spoil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really tired of watching it. Uh, <laughs> so something I know it bothered Alex, and I'm. It's something we talked about in Top Gun Maverick that I just kind of want to jump jump in right away. Actually, do you want to go in, in order of things happened in the movie, or should we just get wild with it? There's, I don't know. There's one thing in particular that I wanted to bring up, and it was kind of going back into what Alex had just said about the show not tell. Seeing Gore and like his character being introduced, I was like, "This is kind of cool." Like, I liked how the movie opened up with him and yeah. like it really set up his. I like that too. His problems with the gods early on. I just really didn't like how he stumbles upon this oasis, and then he just cuts himself on the necro sword, and then the god who is with the, I don't even remember the name of the god, but he goes, "That's the necro sword. It kills gods." And it's just like, <laughs> why yeah. the 
fuck would you tell him that? Like, I know. Painful, like, horribly written dialogue there. And I don't know why it's like that. Also, something that just, like, I. It wasn't like it took me out of the movie, but that first set of scenes felt like the CGI was so gross. Korg Korg looked like shit. It looked so bad in the beginning. Like, that god, I was like... He looked horrible. He looked terrible. Yeah, he looked really bad. A lot of the CGI really early in the movie was really bad for some reason. Every time they did a close-up of Korg's face, dude, I wanted to throw up. (laughs) When when Korg was just a face, it was like, this is horrifying to look at, but the god in the beginning kind of looked like the opposite of what they did with the hobbits in yeah. the hobbit franchise where it's like yeah. we're going to take the face of a person of an actor and put it on like a cgi body they just took his face and put it on a big body instead it, it didn't like a lot of the times in marvel movies i don't get thrown off by the cgi but it was so obvious that it was fake that it like it was just weird and i don't know if it's because they were trying to make the proportions of a larger human so it looked weird to like the human eyes, but like it just looked so bad. I thought so too. So Anyways. something I wanted to to jump off with real quick to to start um, death fakeouts in this movie. <laughs> oh my god, Alex's favorite. We talked about this in Top Gun Maverick. Uh, top three times where a movie makes you think that a character is dead, but they're not dead because they're the main character of the movie. Mm-hmm. So we have Zeus. This, yeah, these weren't the main characters of the movie, to true, be fair. True, true. That's fair. We have Zeus. We have Valkyrie. We have Korg. And was there another? I feel uh, like there yeah. was another. Um, no, it was it was Zeus, Korg, Valkyrie were the only three. Because no, there was one more we mentioned in the car, remember? Yeah. Um, oh, frick. Oh, I guess he... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sif. That's Maybe that's Sif. what it was. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, talk about. They didn't like, really fake that one out that much. Okay, yeah, that's. They, they kind of did, and they didn't. They did that with even like Jane Foster through a lot of the movie. Like you think that she's okay, but then it's like she's not okay, and then it ex- it's explained that the hammer is the thing that's killing her. And I was it, like, isn't that that went whole... so fast too? I that's a problem with pacing. Is it, it was like. The whole point is that the hammer, as long as she's Thor, she's not affected by cancer. And then it's like, she already had cancer, but now the, the hammer's making the cancer worse. Right. And it's mentioned in one sentence, and then she's automatically dying in, like, the next scene. And I'm like... Oh, dude, fucking even Zeus. <laughs> like, I don't know if we said that already, but he gets a fucking lightning bolt in the stomach, and he's yeah. still alive at the end of the movie. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the I first know. name I had said. That was the first okay, one. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're good. I was ha- my bad, my bad. Honestly, uh, yeah. too... You could say with, like, uh, Natalie Portman, like, she's, I mean, I know she's dead now, but, like, they're in just another world now that they'll probably bring up someday, too, so, like, uh, really, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Like, they showed her in the afterlife. They, oh, it they makes didn't sense. fake I'm, out, like, the death at all. Yeah, it just, you know, it has a different impact when, you know, oh, she can just come back. But can she come back if she's dead? Like, she's... I don't know. I, she's dead. I was thinking that, like, yeah, she's dead, but then why are they showing that world? Like, I feel like they're going to use it someday. I mean, Valhalla is a is a significant part of uh, Viking lore and and Norse 
mythology. It is. It's so a big thing. It, it makes sense why they show it. I don't think the point of that was here's the spinoff movie where we explore all the dead people in the sky. I think it was just like we're showing you yeah. Valhalla. I was kind of hoping Sif's arm would be there because earlier in the movie, <laughs> Thor was like, "Your arm's in Valhalla." Dude, <laughs> that joke was painfully unfunny. When so Nick had texted me that, and I was like, "Fuck, I didn't even catch that in the post-credit scene." He's like, "No, I mean like the joke that they said in the movie." I was like, "Oh, I thought like the arm was just in the background or something." I thought it would I been, missed it. Honestly, I thought it would have made the joke funnier if, if yeah. the arm was in the post-credit scene. I thought it was so stupid that it was funny. Like it took away from the scene and made me mad, but it was so dumb. And I was like, "Okay, I don't know if I should take this seriously or not." But I guess I'm not gonna know, and it's funny because it's well, so dumb. there was like this main character's dying, and then it was like. You're not going to Valhalla, idiot. Yeah. Your arms in Valhalla, I... though. And then she was like, okay, I won't die then. It was the start <laughs> of every single serious scene and serious sequence in that movie being immediately butt in with just an untimely, unfunny joke. And it, it, I, I'll say something nice about it. At least to let you know, let you know that it was going to do that from the, from the jump. Because if halfway through the movie I started doing that, I might have been more mad. But at least from four minutes into the movie, I knew, all right, they're just going to kill every fucking scene with, like, a shitty joke. The problem is I knew it was going to be like that before I even went to the movie. <laughs> so, like, I didn't know. And that's what f- I expect from store stuff now. One of the things that I enjoyed a lot in Ragnarok was the character of Korg. And I thought it was really funny because anything he said was just, like, I don't know, hilarious. It added that nice comedic humor to it, like the um, rocks and stuff, you know, like that character. Yeah. In this, I wanted him to shut the fuck up the whole movie. Like, I would I would just be happy if he didn't say a single word. And I think it's just because they're trying so hard to be funny. And it's like, you got to stop trying to capture this lightning in a bottle. Like, you just be its own thing. You don't have to rely on, like, the success of Ragnarok to keep moving forward. It's I thought it was very painful. Yeah. I think with Korg and the humor, less is more. So the less jokes he makes, the more funny they will be. Like, he probably had one of the funniest lines in the movie where... Uh, Thor was talking about how he was naked, and then Natalie Portman was like, I liked it, and then Korg was like, I loved it! <laughs> like, that was probably the funniest line in the movie, but, like, he was trying to do that way too much. So, going back to what um, Max had said earlier about the, the four-hour cut, apparently Taika said that the majority of the things they cut out were jokes, and he, he talked he talked to Chris Evans, or, I mean, uh, Chris Hemsworth, and was just like, uh, we thought it would be in bad taste because some of the jokes go over the line or go over the top, and it's like they didn't already. Like, yeah, you didn't think that the jokes in the movie currently were over the top. Like, I, I- think if you gave um this movie to Sam Raimi, this plot line, and you made this the horror movie or the more darker tone, it would have been really nice because like you could have been in the place where all the gods are and they're all talking and they're laughing they're like he can't get here he can't kill us here we're all safe here and yeah. all of a he shows up and starts just slaughtering gods because that's what he does that would be huge or you like you can't have a movie with a character who is dying of stage four cancer and then make jokes every 30 seconds like you have to have some kind of serious grounded scenes even in ragnarok they had the scene where odin was dying and they let it play out for a long time no mm-hmm. jump cuts nothing like that Whereas this movie, there's no drawn-out scenes like that until the very end. I'm glad you brought up Sam Raimi making this like a, a horror film. Because gore was terrifying. 
Oh yeah. Like, he was he was scary. He was creepy. He was he was a very good villain. But you just you, when you don't take him seriously and you don't take anything seriously, it's like what's the point? It was almost a waste. He was underutilized and undershown. You see him kill one god. Yeah. Yeah. That is there should have been a scene where he went to the world where Zeus was, like with all the gods. There were so many there. He could have just killed a bunch and it would have been like, Oh my god, he's killing everybody. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do that. Or even like a montage of like they showed all the gods dead, but why not show us him killing them? Yeah. I don't know. They didn't really make him look intimidating either, and I think it would have been really awesome if so the final scene with I mean we're already talking about spoilers, but the final fight, his sword gets broken and then he starts like it starts to come back together. I think if earlier in the movie it gets broken and then it fully repairs itself and the like everybody's like, Oh shit, like this is a bigger deal than we thought it would be originally and then he like that would have been huge versus like, oh it's starting to be put back together, oh shit, and then it's immediately like she sacrifices herself and the hammer to stop it. I think it would have been cooler. It would have made him seem more intimidating. Corey, you look like you've been itching to say something for a minute now. I'll let you go. So something that I'm glad that was brought up too is like I've been seeing a lot of discourse about like the recent wave of Marvel movies. And like I'm glad that you brought up the Sam Raimi like multiverse of madness idea because the reason why I think multiverse of madness works compared to Ragnarok is, I mean, Love and Thunder, is that I think this is a, a thing where it's like you're just seeing two different directorial styles. Mm-hmm. I think Raimi worked better with the script that he was given than Taika worked with the script he was given. And I know Taika helped write the script, but like, so it was, to a certain degree, I feel like no matter what Taika had done with whatever project he had, it would have been right because he didn't get the right story he needed. It was way too dramatic, way too serious, way too Shakespearean. Like, it, it needed more, it needed a lighter tone. And not saying that Hella wasn't, like, a serious tone. It was more singular. It was just Asgard. It wasn't, like, there was, like, imp- implications that she would take over the world and whatnot. And it, it felt like the more through line there was Thor trying to claim Asgard again, at least to me. Um, but this, it's like, oh, bad guy who's just killing all the gods. It's like, well... Besides Thor being a god, are like it's not. It doesn't seem like people would really get hurt. It doesn't seem like the world would collapse without the gods. But I don't know. Right. If Asgard just like forfeits over Thor, they kill Thor, and then that's it. They're all safe. Heimdall's son, fine. Uh, King Valkyrie, fine. Sif, one arm, but fine. Korg too. None of them lose their lives. Nobody gets killed. You just say, Thor, sorry, sucks, and hand him over. And all the gods they're showing are kind of jerks. Like, you don't really care about them, so, like, <clears throat> who who cares? Thor also himself was kind of, like, just a buffoon the whole movie. Yeah. So, um, like, you don't care. To touch on what Corey said about Hela in uh, Ragnarok, I think, so... I think um, Gore, much better villain than Hela. So much yeah. better. But I think Hela worked better in Ragnarok than Gore worked in this movie because Hela was campy, played up, like, w- fit the tone. Whereas Gore, it's like whiplash. Every You go from 
funny jokes every 30 seconds to horror movie villain. And it's just like, whoa. <laughs> like, tonal shifts are too crazy. Did we waste Christian Bale? Yes, he, definitely. 100%. Oh, I think he's fine for that character. They, yeah, they wasted him in this movie. I think what could have helped either this this movie is turned into a Disney Plus show of like six episodes each an hour long, or Gore had his own series before this movie came out where they explained everything with him before the movie. But they don't like to do that because casual fans won't watch the show. I wouldn't. I don't think I would be entertained by just six hour long episodes of Gore just killing gods and then the sixth episode ends they're like and this is a prequel to thor love and thunder so go see our movie in theaters like i think that i think that would be the point where marvel is just cash grabbing you to be honest Maybe. with you i just think they could use the like no show besides i guess wandavision has had an impact on the movies yet has had a drastic impact on the movies and i think they need to use the interconnected world better than they are but from august 2014 to august 2018 you have 10 movies come out three of them impact the overarching story in age of ultron uh civil war and uh infinity war fucking ant-man and doctor strange come out and like they don't they make zero impact to anything guardians one and two like they were fun they were awesome they were really good it didn't impact the overarching story at all until we got to infinity Mm -hmm. war so like maybe this will all make sense eventually yeah but it's it's hard to for that in the moment. They also could have done a Jane Foster show. Like they, all of a sudden, they didn't even show us her actually getting the hammer. I know. Or starting. I agree with it that. was just like it's starting to move. Oh, now she's Thor. Oh, now she's in the next scene. Like it. They could have done even a series with her. Like her journey, her getting the thing made us more attached to the character. Than yeah, they backtracked they did. with her way too much like they had to show the whole relationship scene and then thor enchanting the hammer with all that like it just all happened so quick and i haven't seen her in years that was something i I talked about on the way home with courtney was it was like your call ends in 10 minutes what the fuck (laughs) wow (laughs) row raggy that was something i talked about with courtney on the way home was like this is the first time we've ever seen Thor and Jane Foster's relationship in the normal sense. Like, yes, they were together in Thor 1 and 2, but, like, we saw them actually being a couple and doing things like that and yeah. getting attached to them together before she dies. That's a, I actually like that about this movie. I like seeing I like that, scenes. too. But, and like, yeah, I agree it needed more build-up. Like, it just happened, and then, oh, now she's gone, and i don't know what's gonna happen with her in that same montage that's the first time they've ever shown thor having an interest in having a child and then all of a sudden yeah it, he has a child at the end of the movie See, yeah that was go ahead i don't think that's relevant like in the tiniest bit like i don't think the point of it was thor wants to be a dad it's the whole point of it the movie's called love and thunder not daughter yeah. and thunder it's yeah. like he's just trying to find something to love like trying to find his way like his his purpose whatever and it ended up being through that child and that wasn't his plan he thought it's going to be through jane but that's not how you know that's not how there's not the the hand he was dealt i i don't think the point was thor wants to be a dad and we're showing you this now it's thor wants someone to love someone to love him he wants to find a purpose and that purpose was just through gore's daughter 
Yeah, I think that's fine. But like, still, like maybe mentioning it beforehand or something. Like, it just wasn't really talked about at all. It, okay. it just came out of left um, field, and throughout the whole movie, he was acting like. Find that so we can continue. Um, okay. Without a time limit. Um. Oh yeah, and throughout the whole movie, he was just acting like you know. We we were talking about this actually last night. How he's just how Thor one was like where he learned to be less arrogant because he was kicked out of Asgard and that stuff like that. And like in this movie, he just doesn't really care. He's, he's still being arrogant again. Like at the beginning scene, he knocked down that whole temple for those people. Like he just broke it and it was just supposed to be left off as a joke, but like, you know, he's just kind of a buffoon. And then like when they had the meeting in the town hall too, he just like broke the roof when he, uh, teleported out of there he just didn't care just little things like that and i know it's just supposed to be left off as a joke but like i think it takes away from the movie Corey, you have that look in your eye well now it's you just have a blurry look in your eye but <laughs> I, you look like you wanted something you want a cookie i was just gonna say we can move on to the next group i didn't want to cut anybody off like the next thing that Alex like the link. Oh. I was gonna say go into the next group, next like yeah. thing. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna cut right here. Alright, we're back. We're at to hop to a different meeting because Google hates us and so does Zoom and so mm-hmm. does Teams and we're back. Yeah. Kinda going off of what um Max was saying, I I really like Natalie Portman as an actress, but I think the way that she has been used in the Thor franchise is kind of shitty. Well, in the yeah. fir- first movie, she's a damsel in distress. Second movie, she's a damsel in distress. Third movie, she's non-existent. Fourth movie, she's dying. And I like that she gets more of a arc in this, at least. Like, she gets more time to be fleshed out as, like, an actual character. But it, it seems... Like, I kind of thought that the direction moving forward would that there'll be another, like, Thor character. Or, like, there'd be, like, that she wouldn't just die in this movie immediately. And maybe that's just, like, hubris, whatever. I'm not, like, I'm glad that they even had a character die, like, a major character die. Um, but it was just kind of odd that it was her character. It seems like it's always Natalie Portman getting the, the short end of the stick in any franchise she's in. Yeah. I, I think they did a good job with like what they had set up previously which was very little because Thor 1 and 2 did not do a very good job of that but yeah what they did I think they did a good job of at least trying to fix it but I think yeah I think I agree if she had survived that would have been better because you have more time to do it then you have more time to fix things and now you don't but maybe you do because she's in heaven now and maybe they'll I don't know I don't know what's up with that. Corey, can you mute? Okay, it's not Corey. I don't know what the fuck I'm hearing right now. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Anyway, um, sorry that I accused you. I agree. I'm happy that they killed her. Because they don't have the balls to kill anybody that's not a villain. Um, which they kill all the wrong ones, by the way. But that's beside the point. It was it was nice seeing that they knew how to just let someone go for once, but she has been horribly misused. As a lot of Thor characters have though. And part of it is because the first two were such dumpster fires that a lot of them didn't want to be in the third one. 
including Natalie Portman and Sif. But, like, even Odin, too, he's the most, like, powerful thing that exists. And he was, he was, in the first movie, he takes a nap, the whole movie. In the second movie, he's just, like, too sad to do anything. Because his wife died, I get it, that's probably pretty traumatic, but, like, he does nothing then. And then in the third movie, he just dies. Like, we never once get to see Odin's power, and that's unfortunate. Uh, so it's just kind of like a theme with the the franchise, unfortunately, because it's such a cool character, so many cool cool side uh, side characters in the Thor mythology. I don't know what I'm hearing, but it's just upsetting my ears, and I don't know who to blame. Let me try muting. like static? Yeah. I'm not hearing it. It might just be my own ears then. I don't know. Um, I might be the only apologist of the first Thor movie because I, I do think that there are problems with it. I kind of like the story in the way that it does take a more serious route and I guess that's something that I've been missing from MCU movies in general where it's just like, okay, everything has to be a fucking joke, I guess. Yeah, no, you're not the only one. I, we, I said this last night, actually. That I kind of like the first Thor. Like I, the second, second one's garbage. The second one is terrible, but I don't like dislike or I don't hate the first one. Yeah. If you say the I'm first saying. one's boring, that's fine. I think that's yeah. a great criticism. I think it has a um, pacing problem, but other than that, I think it tells like a kind of like it tells the Thor story that I kind of want to hear, like him not being worthy. Something that I think was a missed opportunity in this was his ability to, to hold the hammer again like when he was passing off to like james foster i think it would have been kind of funny if he just couldn't pick it up like it's just like he's not worthy anymore or something like that mm-hmm. like he the hole in his heart whatever like he's changed as a character he's not worthy to pick up the hammer anymore but they did set up that in endgame he was worthy still so whatever um i just wish they had done i wish they had pushed the envelope i wish they had done something different i guess well i'm glad you brought up the whole hammer thing because i want to bring up I, I have, like, 15 worst parts of this movie. One of the worst parts of this movie is this stupid fucking relationship with Thor and his axe. That was painfully over over exaggerated and overplayed and unfunny, and I wanted to die. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was funny. I think the funniest character in the whole movie is the fucking axe. Like, I no way. Dude, I, agree, the- I agree with Nick. It would have been funny if they did it, like, once, maybe twice, but I don't need every fucking scene, like, Thor looks at the hammer or whatever, and, like, oh, here's this axe coming around the corner, or, like, they're on the ship and the axe is just gonna fuck around, like, we're doing too much with it, like, let's just move the fuck on. It wasn't, okay, I didn't even think it was that overdone to begin with. I thought the first scene was funny when the axe just kind of appears behind him and just, like, I thought that was funny funny, and that was it for me. The second one was funny when I didn't agree with that at all. Yeah, no. The second one was super I, funny when it creeps into the scene after he picks up the hammer and he puts it back down. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like, because it's object humor. It's not like the mm-hmm. axe is behaving like it's a person, and I think that's the core it's, part about it. It's it not Korg's fucking jokes every it's 30 seconds. It's not two fucking screaming goats the whole movie. It's, <laughs> I didn't like any of actual. that either. It kind of did start behaving like a person, though. Like, it was getting mad. Like, the axe got mad to the point where, like, it wouldn't work anymore, and then mm-hmm. they had to use the ship. Yeah. I don't think that's kind of stupid, but like, it was, I, that was, was kind of funny. 
I'm not saying that I thought like the the goats or Korg's narration or whatever was funnier. I thought like it was a painfully unfunny movie, with that being part of it for me. I thought that was funny. I thought that was one of the rare funny parts that hit. I thought I agree with Nick that only if they had only done it once, like when they like when they were in the town hall of New Asgard or whatever, just that one scene. I where think not by. Like, but that I was think funny. if they only do it once and then it's never mentioned again, it would look weird. I think it, it happened once. I think it looks weird that like the axe is pretending to be a, a jealous new girlfriend over the old girlfriend. I think it's weird now because yeah, it seems like a person, like they have feelings. It seems like they're trying to find a joke in every possible like inch of this movie. Maybe. I liked it. I thought it was the only funny thing about the movie. Like that was the joke that consistently made me laugh. It was funny. It just it's it's like a theme with this movie though that like things that are funny, like the stupid dumpling god. I laughed at that, but like <laughs> I laughed. It's the most, it's the that most was absurd stupid. thing ever. I I laughed because it was funny. Yeah, like, I I laughed, but I knew it was stupid. Yeah, I don't know whether to take this seriously or not. But I think that humor is fine because it didn't come in like a scene where we're trying to take stuff seriously. And it was just like, it wasn't like they gave the Dumpling God 40 lines throughout the movie. It was True. just like panning across, oh, there's a Dumpling God. Okay, cool. True, but it was one of those things. It's not like, like it's, it's not so like absurd. Like, it's not them. like, it's not just a little absurd, though. It's like a Dumpling God with like anime eyes. Yeah. And it was like, it was a bit over the top. I it will was funny, say, but like. In terms of the humor and the writing, I know there's many writers and it's not all just Taika. But it feels like every time a character opens their mouth, it's Taika with TD talking. Yes. Every time. Except for Gore. So, actually, I have another another joke that I think maybe a lot of people liked that I fucking hated that involves Taika. The last time he does his monologue storytelling and he talks about how... Um, he decides to to make a tiny Korg, and it's with a rock named Dwayne. I didn't laugh. Yeah, I didn't really laugh, but it was like, it was whatever. I just liked that Dwayne the Rock Johnson was in a DC and a Marvel movie in the same year. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't even get it. I didn't even, I didn't hear that oh. he said his name was The Rock, not really oh. Dwayne or whatever, and I was well, like. It, it's a rock monster, and his name is Dwayne. Yeah. I, I knew it was a guy, because he had a mustache, but like. I, I don't really care. It's just like, all right, cool. Korg has a, you know, whatever. Fuck it. But um, I didn't even get the, didn't even think about it like that. I didn't even realize they're making a, a joke there. Maybe if yeah. it came earlier in the movie, I might have smiled or laughed or something. But in the last ten minutes after me just being sad, I was like, fuck. We're really, we're really doing this, Dwayne uh, the Rock. Can we? I want to talk about. Something doesn't that uh, does not matter at all, but we're talking about it already, so I want to talk about it. Dude, um, I fucking love the way you started your your point by saying this doesn't fucking matter. Like no, this is it doesn't matter I, I'm, at I'm all. Gifford. I want to hear what you have to say. But I'm talking about it. Uh, I rewatched Ragnarok. In Ragnarok, Korg mentions he has a mom and her boyfriend. Oh yeah. But in this movie, he mentions he has two fathers. So is one of his dads transgender? <laughs> I, don't, I didn't even think about that. And I thought the rock monsters well, in this movie, wait. I inferred, oh, they could only be guys. It's his mom and a boyfriend, which means yeah. he has a dad who maybe married another guy. 
So he has two dads maybe there, they just... and then his like he's, like his parents was... split up, and they both got remarried. Okay, he was born to two dads, and he's saying he has a mom. So one of the, his dad split up, married a girl, that is now his mom, and then his mom split up with his dad and got a new boyfriend, and he's still considering it his mom, even though it's not the, one of his original two parents. That's like his stepmom has a boyfriend. Maybe it's just the two guys that are needed to make the rock babies, and then like, then they get married heterosexually. Or he has two dads, a mom and a and a mom's boyfriend. I don't. Also, they're rocks. Yeah, it like I said, it doesn't matter <laughs> at all. That's the most I, realistic I part about this, Max. <laughs> I'm broke. I'm, I'm made of rocks, rocks and stuff. It literally does not matter at all. But I just thought it was weird. No, I'm glad I you brought how that specific up. That was. I went how yeah. specific that was, and I'm glad you said something. Well, yeah, I, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> I heard it in Ragnarok, and I was like, what? That, that was a good catch, man. I haven't heard that yet, so I, yeah. I appreciate it. I got you. Another joke I want to bring up that went from being a nice Easter egg to clever to I want to kill myself. Um, Heimdall's son, who, by the way, am I stupid, or does Heimdall not talk with a British accent in the movies he talks with a british accent i think i remember him like talking like an american in the old doors i'm pretty sure he but talks maybe with I'm wrong. it's also so I don't even know. like they set up that new asgard is on um is in new zealand right oh yeah, yeah i think that's it yeah and so it makes sense that he has a new zealand accent because accents aren't dictated by who your parents are it's where you grow up that's so, true like he's surrounded by other new zealanders he'll talk like a new zealander right also this is the first time we've ever heard of Heimdall having a wife or a kid. I don't think yeah, that matters. I it doesn't matter. I'm being honest with you. Like, I hate how... Oh, Heimdall is a son? Cool. Oh, also, cool. Heimdall's powers are genetic. Yeah, I think that's the bigger issue. Yeah, fun fact. But, like, we... I don't know why we would have ever heard powers, about Heimdall's son. powers so. aren't genetic in this... In the in Asgard, because it's not like Thor has Odin's powers. Exactly. Or, so, or Loki has the same powers as Thor. It's... Well, they're not blood, but... Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the bigger issue here. Like, I, There are so many people on, on Asgard that we just never got introduced to. So I, the fact that you never told me that like a minor character was married and had a kid, like, I don't fucking care. That's fine. I didn't need to know that. Um, but in his room, he has a, uh, a Guns N' Roses poster. And I thought, oh, what a cool Easter egg. You know, they're, they well, did the music. Well, let is... me finish. Okay, yeah. So I was like, that's a cool Easter egg. Let me remember that for the podcast. And here's <laughs> where it went from, oh, that's kind of clever. He said, I, I go by Axel now, or I want to go by Axel, whatever. And I was like, oh, for those that like know Guns N' Roses and saw the poster, it's like, oh, it's because he likes Axel Rose, whatever. Like, that's clever. That's fine. You know, people with brains could pick that up. And then they have to explain the fuck out of that. And it just became the least funny joke I had ever heard. When you have to explain a joke to me to the the levels that they explained why he wants to go by Axel, like I, I don't treat me like I'm like a mentally handicapped three year old, please. Like I get it. You don't need to, you don't need to explain it to me. I was so mad at that. Yeah. Someone. I kind of. Like. 
I I was annoyed that they just randomly showed like that he had a son. Like I, you know, if it was a really good movie, I probably would have just looked over it. I know, but like, like they would have showed him in Ragnarok or something hiding, like when uh, Heimdall was uh, leading all the people into that cave thing. Like I feel like he could have at least been there or something. Yeah, like th- there were a lot of things where they just they just backtracked and like oh this happened and this happened and this happened just accept it and but, it just there were so many that it got to the point where i was like okay this is happening too much but there are a lot of you know past movies i'm just gonna use ragnarok as an example where there are characters on asgard that get introduced and it's like well why weren't they introduced before perfect example the executioner like he was a big part of of um of ragnarok and he's been living on asgard like up to this point and we never see him until yeah. Ragnarok. Like, that's just a thing that happens. Also, his kid, Heimdall's kid, could have not could have not been born yet when Ragnarok was going on. Because if you count in the five years of the blip. Well, um, I think he was a little you, older than five. No, no, no. He know, also but, died pre-Infinity War. But go on. No, I, yeah, so Heimdall died, but his wife could have been pregnant in Ragnarok, gave birth. There's the five-year jump of the blip, and however long it took Thor to get back into shape, or what, however long it's been for that to happen, like that's a good point. He, he could have not been born, or he could have been born a while ago, and he just didn't, or he got blipped, and his age never changed during those five years. So, it, I mean, I just think at least they would have shown like his significant other or something. I don't know. I don't think it really matters, but. I was just like, oh, he has a kid, okay. No, it's not a huge deal. His, just... his powers being genetic was more weird. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, gosh, what haven't we touched on yet? Um, end credit scenes. I'm sorry if my sound sounds bad, but um, the fucking Guardians being in the movie for no time oh, is also yeah. something that was... I I didn't expect them to be in the movie for a whole long time, but, like, God, like, their only thing was Star Wars to give a pep talk to Thor and then them go on their own separate adventure. And then, like, the way they set it up was, like, oh, Thor's going to go help out Lady Sif, and the Guardians are just going to help out all the other gods or whatever the fuck that little scene is just like, well, where the fuck were the Guardians? Like, I, I get, like, they were helping out other people, but they didn't come back to them a single time. Mm-hmm. so Marvel movies going back to Endgame I'm going to say even I think have done a good relatively good job of making these movies that like they all exist in the same universe obviously but they find a way to branch characters apart from each other so that way their movie can be their movie and like yeah sure they all exist in the same universe but this is still a standalone movie and we don't need to have every single character part of it like Endgame they they Every single character gets their own role for the most part. Or I shouldn't say every single character, like Captain Marvel and Okoye and whatnot. So that the the majority of that movie is just the Avengers being Avengers, doing Avengers things. And, um, you know, people thought with, with Doctor Strange, it was going to be heavily influenced with Spider-Man. They let it just be a Doctor Strange movie. You know, like, I, I, that's something I appreciate, that they've been finding ways to extract other characters out of movies and make the solo films truly solo films, because I think we forget a lot that these are just movies about a single character. It's in the name, it's their movie, and that's, that's 
it. This Marie did a bad job at it. I do have a counter. Okay. Captain America Civil War. Is that a Captain America movie? Fuck no. That's not. Then why call why it, it that, you know? America? Why is well, it a Captain that's, America movie? That's why I said since Endgame. Yeah. That's why I prefer since Endgame. Since Endgame. I, I still have something to touch on with this. Um, I think... Well, first of all, I wanted a movie... Not this movie in particular, but I wanted to see Thor spend more time with the Guardians. Uh, like the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Like they were leading up to and i think that was gonna happen for guardians of the galaxy volume three until james gunn got fired and then rehired but after suicide squad he was already signed on so because guardians of the galaxy volume three was supposed to come out when black widow came out and now it's been delayed so long so we missed that which i think is a big deal i also am super glad yes i wanted more guardians but i'm super glad they weren't in this movie because James Gunn does a really good job of having humor, but having each character feel individual. I think they would have been ruined in this movie with the jokes that were being made. They all yeah. would have just sounded the same. Whereas James Gunn is able to differentiate their humor and tones a lot better than Taika has been able to do in his movie. I think that's a great point. That's a great point. That was well said, Alex. Thank you. And I guess it's unfair to judge what the as guardians of the galaxy are going to be until we have the christmas special and guardians 3 yeah i don't know if it'll be anything i don't know if they'll even do it anymore but neither do i but i i don't think it's i don't know right now you yeah. Know? yeah 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 i do wish we would have gotten more time with thor of with like thor with the guardians yeah then it seems like we're getting now i agree but I don't think I'd be too upset if they don't go back to it, I think. I do have one plot point that I want to gauge everyone's opinion on. Okay. What do you think about Thor imbuing the power of Thor to all the kids? Like, I thought that scene was cool. Like, the, the it visual. Looked like a branch. It looked like, it looked like um, Idrisil with all the branches coming out when the lightning bolt was going through all the kids. That was cool. That was like a cool little gimmick. He's making his own kind of army. I just didn't like how it was written necessarily, where it's like, okay, because Thor can do that with the lightning bolt now. Mm. Fair. That's Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't think they needed to explain that he had that powers because it's show, don't tell to an extent. But I also do think, even with these kids all having the power of Thor for a limited time, some of them are going to die. But you can't just kill children. So, like, <laughs> this is a god phone. slayer. This is the God Slayer. He's going to kill gods. And these are inexperienced children who all of a sudden have the power of Thor. But they also have the plot armor of Thor. So we're, we're good. See, that's he didn't give them their, his superpowers. He gave them his plot armor. That's a good yeah, point. That's what he did. Yeah. Which should have been in Mjolnir. I wonder, I wonder what happened to Jane. <laughs> well, <laughs> the kids didn't have stage four cancer. Let's just say oh, that. That's true. That's true. Well, some one of them might have. I don't know. The visual, I thought, was really cool, like you said, with the tree, like, branching out. And I, yeah. it made me think about, um, in Secret Wars, the, like, police, kind of, are just, like, it's just an army of Thors. And I'm like, oh, like, I guess it's kind of like that. But it still didn't make, like, any sense, really. Like, I was just like, The what? song was cool. That was November Rain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked that well, part. The end of it. I have another plot point I want to hear people's opinions on that we haven't touched on. 
the finale of the movie in eternity gore being convinced to bring his daughter back rather than kill all the gods or kill eternity or whatever he was going to do what do you guys think of how the movie actually ended in that scene it was cheesy It was cheesy, but I kind of like that they went down that route because the whole, like, the main theme of the movie was just, like, you know, what is life without love kind of thing. And, like, you see that in Gore where he loses his loved one, so he goes down this wrong path. Thor loses Jane for a long time and loses everyone that he cares about, so he shuttles himself. He makes himself, like, a hermit, kind of. Um, I I just had wished that it was maybe written better or, like, had more time to develop um and maybe that's going with like the fact that it's such a short movie there's a lot of things that were obviously cut out um but i didn't hate that scene i thought it was fine for what it was it was it was an okay finale that was was fine with me it was really it was really abrupt how he kind of just changed though like i don't really know what made him change just the conversation with thor the quick one like is that what made him change it was the sword, because they were saying how the sword like corrupts him and whatnot, and he just yes. didn't have that like dark clouds so in his head, which is an overused it. plot point in Marvel at this point, because like, even going back to the first Avengers, like when they're standing near the scepter, they all just start like screaming at each other and like tweaking it's basic, a little bit. This sword so, is basically the Darkhold, part two. Yeah. Yeah. It just corrupts the person. Yeah. It's kind of lazy to just say that, oh, that this is corrupting. But yeah, they did it with Wanda, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, this is just corrupting you, so you just make really evil decisions. It's literally the same randomly. thing. Oh, Wanda lost her loved ones. She's being corrupted by the Darkhold. This guy <laughs> lost his child, being corrupted by uh, the sword. Even though you could easily them? just choose to get them back without doing anything else. But this is yeah. corrupting you, so I but guess you're not going to do that until the, it's broken. The point from the beginning, though, wasn't I want to get my daughter back. It was my god failed me, and I want to get revenge. Like, it was never, I need to get my daughter back because she was dead. It's, I want to get revenge. Well, that's what it really was, though, him getting his daughter back. In the end, yeah, but when he first picked up the sword, and, like, his his villain arc starts with, I want to get revenge. And, oh, like, I he know. changes and, at and the end, obviously, but... I know, and the movie's saying, oh, that's because the sword is corrupting him, so he's not thinking about, oh, how I could just go to eternity and get my daughter back. Well, he didn't. Like, I don't think he knew about eternity from the jump. That's not like common knowledge. I think the well, sword, was... the sword told him about like the prophecy because it does that whispery thing, and then yeah. when he grabs the sword, he has like a montage of images, and one of them is the face of eternity, and it's like, well, maybe he doesn't know what that means necessarily, but the sword is implanting these thoughts into his head. Um, I like think this also symbiote. goes back. It's, so the Necrosword is actually a symbiote in the well, comics it, or whatever. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I do think that this goes back to another point that we've made before, and it's just Gore needed more screen time in general. Mm-hmm. I wish they had gave more time to that character specifically. I was happy to see him in any scene he was in because he was my favorite part of the movie. I wish there was more of him. Yeah. I yeah. think... Um, with the ending um yes he does not have the necro sword um corrupting him anymore overall i think it was a fine ending but um 
it's weird that he brings his child back into the world that he says is so doomed. Um, and then she has to experience the worst heartbreak ever of like watching your parents die in your arms or whatever. So like he brings her into this really weird space that he says is like a terrible world with all these gods still running. Like he didn't change any of that, but now he's not influenced by the Necro sword, whatever. And now Thor has love, which is, I think that was fine. Um, part of my problem is I think it, eternity grants the first wish to anybody who gets there first. I think it would have been really nice if the chain, if they added the, the caveat of, but it kills whoever makes the wish. So this isn't just like, oh, well, why didn't Thor use this when Thanos snapped? Because he would have had to sacrifice his life to change everything back. Like, it's not that, that simple. It also didn't seem like a very easy place to get to. Yeah, but Thor had the key to open it. I don't it's know true. if he knew. He, I, don't I don't think he knew, he knew what the key was. Yeah, because Jane's the one that told him, actually. Jane, Jane saw it uh, scribbled on the thing saying yeah, that the be- Bifrost is the key. So that might be the explanation. He just didn't know what the key was. But um, one, th- one thing with If he's the- going to die anyways, just add it in that whoever makes the wish is going to die. One thing with the ending I want to add, um, part of it too might have just been him visualizing the love that Jane and Thor had for each other. Mm-hmm. Like that maybe could have you know, helped influence him. Where sure, I think like this world is by nature not perfect it has its flaws but there are good pieces of it and there are people trying to make it better and him seeing you know how thor is reacting and responding and whatnot and like just what he's gone like to do throughout this movie has maybe swayed his his uh, his view a little bit but i don't know i I think it's cheesy but it's a comic book movie so it's kind of supposed to be cheesy a little bit Mm -hmm. but i didn't hate it to be honest I was ready for it to be done, but I didn't hate the ending. I just wish it was based more on, like... I guess this is true with Wanda, too, or, like, any movie where there's just an object corrupting them. I wish it was based more on, like, his motivations instead of then just saying, oh, this is corrupting you, so you're gonna make these evil decisions instead of, like, thinking of the logical, obvious decision. But I I don't know how logical raising the dead is. Rather than getting yeah. revenge on the people that killed my daughter and tried to kill me. Yeah. I mean, I think the sword in this, I think in this scenario makes a lot more sense than Wanda's corruption is that he finally made it to a safe haven where he meets his God. He's been worshiping his whole life and plead and like praising forever. And the God just laughs in his face and is like super mean to him. And is like, you you don't matter at all. So it makes him mad, and then the sword enhances that. Like, he already has the motivation. He just gets the power to do it. And then he just goes after the rest of the gods because he realizes they're all bad. But I guess, yeah. It just... I don't know. Something about it just doesn't sit well. It just... I don't know. It's super cheap. And I think it, 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 it comes off that way. It's like, okay, we can't really, like... We can't write a better script where we have, like general motive like genuine motivation for something so we'll just make it this MacGuffin that when the character yeah. holds it they're just a bad person now and it like that's fine it's whatever um 
it's okay for the movie, I guess, because you need to give him, like, this fucking badass weapon that he can just kill gods with, and it's like, well, it's evil. It kills you when you use it, so it's, it's you know, I, I think it's, it was a whatever thing. Um, I did want to bring up my favorite action scene of the movie, and this is, like, a, a positive. When they're in the dark realm, and you see just, like, the zipping of, like, the lightning bolt or, like, everyone with their own unique weapon defeating, like, the shadow monsters... My favorite scene of the whole movie, I think. Like, I, I love that whole sequence. Yeah, on the moon or planet or whatever they were on is the best part of the movie. That fight yeah. scene was amazing. That was cool. Something I liked a lot with that. First of all, I it's called. I have three things I want to say, actually. One, they kind of did this in Thor The Dark World, where let's just go to a world that's just really dark. Um, so we kind of rehatched that idea, but they did it better this time. Number two, it's called the Shadow Realm, and that's a Yu-Gi-Oh thing. So that that got me hard. And number three, uh, fuck, what was my real point? Oh, something I liked a lot was the the light coming off of Mjolnir and Stormbreaker and Zeus's lightning bolt. Like, the light that that produced was enough to light parts of their suit and whatnot a little bit, or like whatever was around it, and I thought that was a really cool uh, visual for the movie yeah. and that's just I thought that was well done big brain right there agreed I also we were sitting in a full theater in IMAX and there were like seven jokes per 30 seconds and they were very silent people for the most part like it was not a loud theater knowing which means the theater, the movie itself was not that fun people there was that one there was one guy that was fucking going. Crazy no, at the at beginning, remember, like it wasn't even a joke yet. I don't remember what scene it was, but some lady just goes, <laughs> and nothing had happened. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> it was literally nothing was going on, and she just started laughing. <laughs> We're like, what? People That's didn't so laugh, funny. and nobody clapped at the end. Yeah. yeah. There was more of an applause at Black Phone when I went to see it with my friend Megan <laughs> than this I movie. I had that too. My At loudest the applause in the theater this year still was Lightyear, and there was like maybe 20 people in the theater. Dude, what? no one clapped for Lightyear in my theater, this but it was also year? like six people in there. Yeah, this year, my Jeez. my largest uh, applaud at the end of a movie has been from Lightyear. That's absurd. And it was not, not a full theater. Uh, Does anyone also- have any final points? Um, Anything the before show, the end credits scene? Because we got to touch on that still. With the show don't tell thing, uh, Korg's uh, expo- exposition dump of Valkyrie's backstory with her girlfriend and everything just made me want to throw up. Because it was like a 20 second line that explained like everything that Valkyrie has been through that just came out of Korg's mouth, and I hated it. Yeah, See, I didn't I just... know if they. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Yeah, I, I didn't know if they meant, like, actual girlfriend or, like, friend that's a girl. Like Actual I could, girlfriend. I don't know. They weren't, did they, like, they said the word girlfriend, but, yeah, like, I don't. It's, it's an actual girlfriend. How do you know? Just Because Valkyrie isn't straight. How do you know that, though? I, like, I don't They've even. They've talked about this. This is a thing. Yeah. Since when? Forever. When, what day did Ragnarok come out? <laughs> Like when I don't remember it happening in that. I think she's bi, but they also yeah. hint at it in um, the god scene when they're in the citadel. She goes to get the lightning bolt, and then she like looks at one of the Zeus's maidens or whatever. She kisses, kisses her like hand. a kisses the hand, and then yeah. 
walks away. She also says yeah. to Thor, we play for the same team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Team but team. That, that didn't make any sense either because he was like, he said something about like, stop trying to go after Jane or whatever. And she was like, we play for the same team. And I was like, that just means you, that means you would be likely to like, whatever. It makes no, it made no sense. Yeah, I don't remember the like the specific line, but I know we're talking about Jane. It's like we play for the same team. Yeah. It's like, all right. Something I remembered, Max, you said something about someone trying to sue for not oh, being in the movie. Do you remember oh, who yeah. it was now? I, or I looked up the name. I don't know what character she was going to play, but her name's Lena Hetty. Okay. Oh, but it's that she's being sued. I don't know. Huh. But she's it's over not over... being cast or like being cut out? Lena Hetty allegedly being sued for cut Thor Love and Thunder Roll. It's hmm. the U it's her UK agency filed a lawsuit over unpaid commission fees. Okay. So do you wanna do well, end credit scenes? I don't know what character she was supposed to play, but well, she got sure. Let's let's move on. End credit scenes. You want to, we'll do the Valhalla one first because that's pretty quick. They showed Jane. Oh, that was. Sorry, uh, Lena Headey is Cersei from Game of Thrones. I don't know if anybody's watched. That. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. I haven't seen an episode. She's great. She's great in it. Don't people not like her by the end? Well, she's a bad character, yeah. but it's like it's like saying you don't like the guy who played. Um, I don't know. You don't like Jeff Bridges because he was ego. You know, it's like, well, nah, they're supposed to be that's a bad guy. That's not correct. Right. It's like saying you hate the anyway, person because the actor yeah. or the character or whatever. Jeff Just Bridges or Kurt, Kurt Russell was ego. Kurt Russell. My bad. The dude. Post, How can yeah. you hate the dude? Yeah. Let's do the, the Valhalla one first because that's pretty quick. There's not a whole lot to say about that. At the very end of the credits, it, it teases jane appearing in valhalla with heimdall uh, uh greeting her and just saying like welcome to valhalla uh any thoughts on valhalla no it's just whatever it, it was like, i mean it didn't really matter it's not going to matter in the future either i mean we got to see heimdall again but that was cool. That was the only well, cool thing know. about it. I was just happy Why would they show it if it doesn't matter in the future? Because 90% of the credit scenes have meant but, nothing. Yeah, in credit scenes don't. They showed one that matters, and they showed one that doesn't matter. That's what happens. Because they showed Hercules. He matters. Well, wait, we didn't get there yet. It's fine. <laughs> spoiler. I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> We're already into spoilers. <laughs> it, it's cool comedic timing, I guess. You know, like, whatever. You're in, high, you're like in Valhalla, whatever. It's cool to see Idris again. But it, it's like one of those... And credit scenes that don't add anything to the universe, and I don't think that was really the point. Yeah. I mean, if they do wrap something in with that, it's whatever. It's fine. I think they were just showing that Jane got into Valhalla. That's kind of what I got out of it too. Either because way, she's a I, human. I don't really. It didn't do anything for me. It didn't do anything yeah. against me. I, it's it's very in defense. It's very like whatever. This is what it is. Because Valhalla just, is pretty much exclusively for Asgardians, and she's not an Asgardian, but she's in Valhalla now. Yeah, she wasn't she wasn't a space viking but yet she got into space viking heaven she turned into a space viking but... i just feel like there's probably a purpose for it 
Well, do you feel like there was a purpose to the end credit scene where they ate shawarma at the end of Avengers? No, no, there's always a dumb one like that, but like... That was the dumb one. Yeah, there's a dumb one and a serious one. It's not... Yeah, but it wasn't really dumb. Like, it was just... Like, it wasn't a joke. No. Sometimes they just don't have anything to them. Yeah. We just, we, just got to see, we just got to see the characters again. That was it. At the end of Ant-Man, the big fucking ant playing the drums, it's like... Yeah, that's the, another one that's a joke. Like, it's I don't a think joke, it's fine. Joke, also, and, this isn't uh, confirmed, but apparently Lena Headey was supposed to be an, a fellow Valkyrie. So, possibly a girlfriend of uh, Valkyrie. Maybe a flashback? Who knows? Yeah. That would make sense, something that got cut on uh, the cutting yeah. room floor. I liked uh, seeing so Valhalla. I thought it was visually nice. I thought it was too. So I, I'll give it that, and it was cool to see Idris. Yeah. But like it, you know, like it's it's nothing. Yeah. No. Uh, the other. So the one, other post credits. Yeah. Scene. Uh, it. This is something shows... that went full circle, went from a positive to a negative for me. Yeah, it shows that Zeus was not dead, which I hated instantly. Shows that Zeus is not dead, getting patched up by his women. Oh my God! Time out. I don't ever want to hear the word orgy again. I, th- but see, like that, I thought that was great because if you know anything about mythology, that's Zeus. Like, Zeus loves fucking. Yeah. He fucks a cow. I know. But I, like, like, and Zeus is a pompous asshole. But I think they did him a little dirty. I like how him they fat and shit. I, no, I actually thought that was kind of funny that he was fat and out of shape. But I just don't want to hear the word orgy again. I thought like, it was funny. I even it was even when there was like this serious moment with him and Thor like going at each other, he's like, You're not invited to the orgy. It's like, come on, like let's just take take yourself seriously for five fucking seconds. That's just Zeus, man. He loves orgies. That is serious to him. Orgy is serious business. That's true. Alright. Anyways, so it shows his women patching up his hole in his chest from his uh lightning bolt, and then it he says to a character off screen he's like i need you to go after thor odinson and it, it pans and it's hercules does anyone so, know who the actor is uh it's he's in yeah. ted laszlo that's yeah, what i saw the, i didn't know who that was um, he's fucking hilarious in that show too yeah. he plays yeah, an asshole and, um, i have no idea what his name is though i'm gonna be honest with you i'll tell you in two seconds uh Brett goldstein i the thing with the end credit scene is just like it felt very okay whatever it reminded me a lot of honestly the multiverse of madness end credit scene where random character enters scene says we have to go do this thing and then all right let's go it's like okay not everything has to be like something we can do that a lot here that's been a lot of them recently because yelena too at the end uh, of black widow they also did it with um uh, what's his name? Adam Warlock for Guardians. Mm-hmm. That was so long ago. Eternals. Well, because Guardians three was supposed to come out two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be like the second movie post Endgame. Yeah, but Marvel's retarded, so. And also COVID, but that's beside the point. Well, yeah, but that's not why it was. Delayed. Yeah, that's not why. It, yeah. It was delayed because they fired him over old tweets that he had already apologized for. Yeah, and then the entire cast said, "We're not doing this movie." <laughs> and then they were like, "Oopsie, we'll rehire yeah. you." And then he said, and he I'm said, a DC boy I'm now. I'm a Suicide Squad. 
He's the only person to alpha Disney, I think. That yeah, he alphaed them so hard, and they were like, "Okay, we wait, sir." Yeah, it's like, hey, whenever you're ready, <laughs> do you want to do a Suicide Spinoff, Suicide Squad spinoff show too? Before you come back to us, that's totally cool. Uh, um, I'm excited for the movie though, eventually. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I will be excited for Guardians Three. I'm, ha- I'm happy they cast Will Poulter as uh, Adam Warlock. He's um he's the dude in uh the Millers. What? Yeah. Eyebrows. Yeah, he's the guy from the meme. He's got big fucking eyebrows. So Hercules. I yeah. thought to myself Hercules. during this movie, it was cool that they introduced a new part of like the Thor world mythology, whatever, and then just let that be its thing and then like we're good, we only need to spin off on it because we're being introduced to a lot of main characters, and I'm cool with that. I enjoy that. Like, I, Moon Knight was a cool character to show. Uh, I like. I'm enjoying Miss Marvel a lot. Um, we don't need to spin off on these minor characters in other uh, projects, like Echo, or uh, Echo's the like the big one that pisses me off. Like, let's just let like the minor things that are part of something else be the minor things and not spin off. And I was like, all right, like that's cool. I like that we showed this world of gods. And then you fucking tease this, and I was just—I was just upset. I was just upset. I—I I thought it was fine. They mentioned him earlier in the movie, and I expected him to come back, or I expected him to show up. And it, credit isn't he like a big character too? Um, He—I mean, like kinda. he is a big rival to Thor, I should say. He was—he yeah, was bigger back in the day. He is in the comics, so yeah. Um, although this version, I don't know if you guys care, but this is based off of uh, the one from Greek mythology, not Hercules from Roman mythology, even though he shares the name Hercules. Heracles versus yeah, Hercules. Yeah, yeah, it's technically Heracles. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, it's fine. People, like, even in the Hercules Disney show, it actually should be Heracles because they're in Rome and whatnot, but it's like... Yeah. And they're depicting the Greek pantheon, but it's, it's fine. It's whatever. People know it as Hercules. Yeah. If he's the villain for Thor five, the inevitable Thor five, I think I'll be cool with it. But if we get a Hercules movie or show, I might be a little frustrated. That's fair. I think it might be cool to show like that world, and then at the end of that movie, they show like him showing up with Thor, and then it's like, oh, that's set up for Thor five. It might be better for Thor five. I would just rather get a different project than a setup movie for Thor 5. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I don't think they need to show Hercules anything more than in a Thor movie. Yeah. Uh, cool. I don't know. Um, it's whatever to me. Corey, you have anything else you want to add on the matter? It's just, it's whatever, you know, Hercules is like a cool character and like, it's always been like the antithesis to Thor, it's like they have the same powers, they're strong as fuck, they're gods, whatever. Um, it's, it didn't do anything for me. Um, I'm a huge, like, I don't really give a fuck about end credits. The only reason I do stay is because, like, I'll just miss something, you know? Yeah. And then I'll be behind in whatever fucking Marvel thing comes out next. And it's like they have me by the balls at this point where it's like i'm not gonna like it but i'll still watch because what am i gonna do not watch the new whatever the fuck yeah um but it doesn't do anything doesn't do anything for me doesn't do anything against me it's both of these in my mind are so like both these end credit scenes are very like 
It's whatever. It doesn't make me hyped. It doesn't make me sad. It's fucking whatever. Yeah, that's fair. We can jump into All numbers. Right. Yep, top three. Uh, no, that's not. That's not. Ratings, ratings. Oh, yeah, and then true. Top three. True. Alex, we're making you go first. Oh, fuck. Um, mine's probably going to be lower than... I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm giving it a 68. Because I just think it's it's nothing special, and I don't really care about it. It's a lot worse than a lot of other Marvel movies. Yeah. They just messed up too much with it. Good on you, man. Max? Yeah. Yeah, mine won't be that low at all. I thought, it, for me, it's pretty honest. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> well, I'm, it, it'll be lower, on the lower side for Marvel movies, but... I think it's on par with Doctor Strange for me. Lower, though, but it's very similar. And I gave that an 82, you said, I think. So this, this I'm thinking, like, 79. Just, yeah, 79. Humor humor messed it up for me the most, and it started to make me mad yeah. when it didn't take itself seriously. But I don't think it was horrible or anything. It just, the humor really made me mad the most. Corey, you can go. So, this is this is a weird movie for me because I don't necessarily think it's bad. I like it's it's okay. It's very passable in terms of like, you know, if you just want to go to a movie, turn your brain off and just like whatever, enjoy it. I know you may not agree or whatnot, but like, I personally didn't like it. I thought the humor was super boring and not funny, and like. The thing that I liked the most was a non-existent character. It was just an object. Um, and I just think the script in general, I think, needed to be re- rewritten, rewritten, sorry. and Or just go in a different tone direction altogether. So I'm going to give it a 51. Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what Corey said. Um I I can't say I... It's not bad. I, I've been saying it's more fun than good. Uh, the action's fun. Maybe some people will enjoy the jokes. I liked the music. I'm a big guns guy. Guns and Roses. Let me, let me retract that. <laughs> um, Huge guns guy. Yeah, just love assault rifles, man. Everyone should get them. No, uh... It just... I was disappointed. It was unfunny. I liked the theme of the movie and, like, the the premise of it, but, like, it just was not... It did not play out in a way that I wanted it to or in a way that I think was effective, to be honest with you. Um, it's... I've got to be honest with you. It's towards the bottom of my Marvel list. Not that we're... We're not doing that, but I just, you know... We gotta do that I eventually. was disappointed, um, and I'm 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 sitting here at a, I'm 63. Um, I think I think we broke down a list of Marvel movies. It would be like a four-hour podcast. Yeah. Um, can everyone repeat their number for me? Yeah. Hold on, I'm not ready. I I'm also sorry. think right, I'll talk for a little bit. Thanks. I think Marvel has me. I'm such a Marvel fanboy. Marvel has me by the balls. If this was a movie that was not Marvel, not Thor, just a just every character and this was replaced by random characters that were 
first time we've ever seen them or whatever, they're not attached to Marvel at all. I would give this lower than a 50. We have 10 minutes. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's fine. Alex, what did you give it again? 68. And Corey, you were what? 51? Yeah. And Max, you were 79, correct? Yep. Okay. Well, we have 10 minutes to finish this podcast. I should, I should have defended this more. Um... So big yeah, three, top three gods. Top three gods. Um, I'll go with my number three. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bit that none of you are going to understand. So I'm not going to do this bit. Actually, I was just convinced. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't sell out for anybody. My number three is Ra, like the Egyptian mm. god Ra. Um, yeah. There's this sick fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card. One of the Egyptian god cards, god cards called the Winged Dragon of Ra. And he's pretty fucking sweet. Uh, Corey, number three. My number three is Zeus. Um, I really liked uh, him in Norse mythology. I think it's funny that he just fucks anything that walks. Um, he's a dick, and I like the dick gods because, like, gods should be dicks. <laughs> like, they sh- I don't think really gods, at least in mythology, I should say, shouldn't be idolized um, because they're just as bad as humans are. So it's, it's, I think it's very ironic. Max, number three. My number three is Bruce Almighty. God you damn it. You are a fucking madman, and I love that. That is a great <laughs> fucking pick. Um, I just, he's a great god. So, yeah. I love uh, that, that fucking perfect. pick so much, dude. That was more than I wanted. Alex. Alex, Thank number you. three. Um, so, so I have an honorable mention first that's not a real god. Um, but he's from the Arthurian pantheon where it's Merlin, the wizard. Okay. Love him. Um, my real number three is Mercury, the Roman god. I like him a lot. What is his nice. um, like Greek counterpart? What is he supposed to be based on? Um, on. It, uh, Hermes. Okay. Oh, Hermes Her- was going to be one of mine if I didn't do my bit. I fuck yeah. with that. Uh, I fuck with that. Yeah. Number two for me is Obelisk the Tormentor. Again, one of the Egyptian god cards in Yu-Gi-Oh. He's based off some Egyptian god. I don't fucking know which one, but I don't care. He's just this giant, like, absolute beast with 4,000 attack points and 4,000 defense points. And the card is blue. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, Corey, number two. My number two is Baldur from uh, the God of War. I guess mm. Norwegian mythology. Um, Alder is a fucking. He's a dope, dope character in the game, and I would. He was my favorite part of that game. I would say anytime you had to fight Balder, it was sick as fuck. Um, and I just, just like the character design. Everything is really cool about him. Maximus. My number two. My number two. I'm gonna say Anubis. I like that pick a lot too. I like that pick a lot. Yes. Egyptian, yeah, and uh, Drift, the Fortnite character, is like based off him, and he's the best Fortnite character, so yeah. All right. Drift, but Anubis. Uh, my number two is the Greek god Atlas. Cloud he Atlas! Holds, he holds the world above his above his head. Good pick. My number one Filling out the three Egyptian god cards, Slifer the Sky Dragon. He's a dragon with two heads, and however many cards you have in your hand, 
it's that times a thousand attack points. So like if you have like seven cards in your hand, seven thousand attack points. Yeah, pretty fucking wild. He has this red dragon with two heads. He's pretty fucking sweet. The the final boss in Dragon Slayer 2 in old school RuneScape looks exactly like Slay for the Sky Dragon, and that's a dope quest. And that monster card is red. Quarry number one. Very interesting, Nick. Um my number one pick is a slept on pick. And he's in the Greek mythology, and it's Epiphysius. And his whole thing is that he's the god of the forge. He lives in a volcano, and he crafts all the weapons for the other gods. So he crafted Zeus's lightning bolt. He crafted the trident for Poseidon, all the other weapons. And he's, like, one of the gods that's just, like, shit on repeatedly. Like, he falls in love with um, Aphrodite, and then Aphrodite dumps him for Ares. And there's a whole, like, thing with that. And, uh... He kind of just gets slapped around a lot, and I like a good underdog, and I think he's really cool because his whole thing, he builds technology, he's like very, you know, he's supposed to be the god of inventions and stuff like that, like he helps people build shit, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I want you to know, I don't sleep on him, I think he's really cool, I love smithing. Also, yeah. his, Aphrodite's technically his sibling. I mean, Zeus and Hera are also siblings, oh, and yes. he fucks yeah, Hera, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's it's well, it is his, his parents are Zeus and Hera, right? Um, so he's a he's a spawn of incest. Even yeah. fucking yeah, the, we can go on a whole thing about how it's just Greek mythology. They're all incest. All, every single god in every single pantheon, to a degree, has to be like a little incestual. <laughs> like they're just fucking weird things that people make about like trying to explain reality. Yeah, but. Anyways, Max. Max, number one. My number one is Loki. Just because of the Marvel movies, pretty much. But he's just awesome. And he was my favorite show on Disney+, Plus and the only one only one I've really liked so far. Well, besides... Oh, Moon you don't Knight. like Moon Knight? Okay. But I like Loki better. Me too. And he's just... He's cool. And he was missed in this movie. So, yeah. I think Tom Hiddleston does a really good job in Loki, like, as that character. So I think that's part of the reason why it's just really fun. It's really cool to see, like, that character be so loved, I guess. Um, Yeah. We have three minutes. Alex, you're number one. My number one, Nick, you're going to like this. It's the Egyptian god Ra. Fuck yeah. I love the sun god. He's also my favorite character in one of my favorite games ever made, Smite, which is just a MOBA game that's where you're only gods, so it's great. Um, favorite character. He's Real Rah. quick, does anybody have any honorable mentions that they're not allowed to explain? Uh, I like Set and Horus a lot, and how they're interconnected from Egyptian mythology. Quetzalcoatl. Okay, we're going to move past that one. <laughs> I like uh, I like Jormungandr, the big uh, child of Loki. The, the snake. snake. Yeah. The world-eating snake. Yeah. It's very cool. Loki, that Loki made. There's also uh, Frenir, the wolf god. Fenris or Fenrir. Fenrir, yeah. I thought, right? It, he's Fenris in the movie, but yes, Fenrir is gotcha. him in mythology. Just some trivia for it you: a new also dinosaur Loki's addressed World Dominion <laughs> is named. What you say, <laughs> And you gotta mention Kratos. Oh, the yeah, god of Kratos, war. That's a good one. <laughs> Kratos is fucking awesome. So that's it for Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, thanks, Alex and Max, for joining us. Uh, thanks, Corey, Thank for, for being alive. Me. Love you. Um, on Monday, today's this was Monday, sorry. On Thursday, we have Pulp Fiction coming out. And then 
uh, next Monday, a week from today, Marmaduke, the the Netflix animated adaptation that came out this year with Pete Davidson and J.K. Simmons. Um, so make sure to see those two movies before those two podcasts come out so you can understand what we're talking about. Um, thanks for listening. Follow Corey on TikTok as always. And until next time, I'll see you, man. I'll see you.